We're kind of shaking it up today, aren't we? It's the Speaking For Him podcast, Survivor Style, with your host, Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's great to have you in the studio, and Chad is here with us as well. So double producer power today. <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited about this episode because Adam um, announced on Facebook, I think it was... Was it the first part of March or was it the end of February? Um, it was actually right around the beginning of February. Oh, yeah. the beginning of February. Okay. Yep. So I was a little off. But it was the beginning of February that he was going on a, a mission trip to Guatemala. Yeah. Um, for a week in March. And he just recently returned from that. And so we thought we would have him in the studio to talk to us a little bit about what that experience was like and um, – to fill us in because I know that this time of year is a, is the time that a lot of people like to consider going on like summer missions or uh, I know I have a friend that went on a mission trip for spring break and so he, um, I'm sure that he enjoyed that. But uh, this is the time when people start planning their trips and so I thought it would be good to have Adam in and talk about um, his trip to Guatemala. Because you went on uh, a trip before this for just like a brief in and out. Yes. Yeah, that was a whirlwind. It was a good trip, but man, so, it was it was fast. So before we get to the, that interview in large part, uh, I'd like um, Ch- if Chad could read for us the quote of the day. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation, Psalm 68.5. And I chose this because one of the one of the things that um, Adam went to Guatemala for or in affiliation with was an orphanage. So I thought it would be interesting to begin our discussion by talking about how much God values orphans and... Um, the fact that I was really glad that Adam got to go on this trip and I know that he saw a lot and experienced a lot. So I'm just really excited um, to hear from his perspective what what happened on this trip. So before um, we get that far, though, um, I am I correct in remembering that you went um, through Paradise Bound? Yes, Paradise Bound Ministries. Okay, and uh, can you give us uh, a just a brief little bit about how WJQ became affiliated with them? Brief would be good because I have uh, brief details about how it was. Okay, you know, thinking about it, um, I remember. So I've been at JQ now over eight and a half years, which is crazy. And I remember that about two years in, when I worked here, the management team of JQ was meeting with this missionary. And somehow uh, Brad Lancer, shout out, who's our general manager, uh, knew Dan Smith, who was the founder of Paradise Bound Ministries. He's been doing that since 1997. And somehow they got connection and Troy West, Big Daddy, had worked here at JQ at the time. And somehow they all got connected about wouldn't it be cool because they were just praying through starting an orphanage down in Guatemala because um, it was just shut down about seven years ago that you can't adopt out of Guatemala. So those kids without parents are just stuck in the main city orphanages down there are in terrible shape and kids are not treated well. So they were praying about, OK, what about starting our own orphanage at the mission base? And I remember I think it was Troy or Brad that said, wouldn't it be cool if we made this West Michigan's orphanage and we came alongside these kids? And that's where it started to come together of, well, what if JQ and Paradise Bound partner together 
and make this our orphanage and then we can all support it and keep it going together. So, that, so that's kind of where it began yeah. and how it became such an integral part of, of WJQ. So that led to like the lift sit. Um, <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about the lift sit? Yes. I think I finally stopped teetering back and forth yesterday from that back in November. But So lift sit was this crazy idea from Troy West. God bless you. And he um, had this thought of what if we – as in Troy and Dan go up in this box on this basically a forklift over the freeway or on a rope or something ridiculous that your mom would yell at you for doing. And what if we did that and stayed up there till we hit the financial goal of the year for the orphanage? And this started back in 2012. And then as years went on, Troy left uh, back in 2014 and we had a couple other people take it over. And then two years ago, uh, they'd come to me and said, hey, Adam, you're next. <laughs> or thinking like, would you want to do this? And I was like, oh, man, I, I didn't think I'd ever be the one to go up there. Kind of nervous. But, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. So for the past two years, it's been myself, but also Cece jumped on board. So literally what would happen is Dan, Smith, and myself would be up in this. You know, we're talking it's an eight by four foot box. So it's not how you say roomy. It's kind of the coach of uh, airplane seats, <laughs> and you would have a little desk up there. You'd sleep on the aisle where you walk, and then there's a little bathroom with a little wooden door <laughs> off to the side, and, and that's that's your place that you stay and broadcast from from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every weekday until you hit your goal, and that's up to the listeners. So. And that's that's gone pretty fast, though, the years that you've done it, right? For the most part, yeah. The longest we've ever had was it went till the morning of day three, and that was was uh, Jeff Beely, who used to be at JQ. I did remember that. that. You remember that year where the it's second like the, night. The, this windstorm was on its <laughs> yeah. way. It's like, we got to get him down. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little nerve-wracking up there. If you get over about a 15-mile-per-hour wind gust, you can be up there till it's about 23. Uh, it, it rocks back and forth a little bit. In fact, we had a thunderstorm come through the first year I did it in 2016. And it's a little odd to be up there and be like, hey, I'm moving, but I'm not moving my legs. So this is really odd. <laughs> so it's it's quite an experience broadcasting from up there. And literally we have food brought up there and we have to live there until we hit goal. See, now that he's been up on a forklift in a, in a shed on a forklift a couple times, uh, either WJQ or myself – um, needs to get him involved in the faster pastor. <laughs> he has not braved that uh, challenge yet, and yeah, I would you, love to get back involved. You know, involved. you should make a swap. So you get involved with the faster pastor, Adam, but you put Andrew on the lift. <laughs> hey, there you go. That'd be fun. See, the nice thing about lifts it is I know I'll still be here next year, so, <laughs> <laughs> so that helps a little bit. <laughs> All right, so then um, – we talked a little bit about that in the intro, but then after being involved with the lift set and knowing about WJQ's involvement in the orphanage, uh, you got a chance to take now two trips uh, to Guatemala. Talk a little bit about first the whirlwind trip. What was that like? That one, uh, that one was extremely, extremely wild, and it's and it's interesting because that was actually with um, another organization that was doing something okay. with the radio station. But I did go down with Paradise Bound seven years ago, and that was another week long trip. Okay, um, but so much happens in a week; you almost feel like it's like two days sometimes, <laughs> unless you're in the vans with the bumpy roads, and then you feel like you're there for like a month. 
But uh, the first trip I went down, it was my first ever mission trip, first time leaving the country. And it was just an incredible experience. And I really didn't meet any of the staff of Paradise Bound at that point. So everything was new. I didn't know what to expect. I would just kind of had this opportunity through the radio station to go. They even funded a lot of it and said, hey, if you want to go, I think you should. And I'm like, okay, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So I was able to go down, and it was incredible just being, A, in another country. Central America is beautiful. But to see how other people live, and it's really a week of where you – completely take yourself out of yourself and are just there to serve um even even here in america i've never had the opportunity just because it's it's just a different atmosphere on a mission trip getting to experience all that and hear all the stories from other people who've gone down prior it was absolutely incredible and i came back saying oh that was so cool i don't know if i'll do it again um but i guess seven years later that answer was yes so it was it was pretty pretty incredible and eye-opening now from the time like you, you said earlier that you found out like in late February that you had this opportunity to go this year um, to Guatemala, and then you left like um, like the third full week in March. So you had <laughs> about a month and a half to raise the funds. Talk a little bit about what what it was like to to see God provide those funds in that short a time and how that came together. That was awesome. I I am I wouldn't say I'm a numbers guy cuz if you saw my math grade in <laughs> any grade <laughs> I'm not a numbers guy. But uh, I remember thinking like okay, if this I hope this is all going to calculate out okay and such, but I remember this is like the first time where I've said yes to something and only having like 5 weeks to raise $1100. And I remember not being worried through the whole thing. I was like, if God called me to go on this trip and all the doors opened furiously fast within a few days for that to happen, I figured to myself, if God's calling me on this, then he's going to provide because he never returns void. So um, I had the idea to actually do a, a GoFundMe thing <laughs> out of all things. And, and I and I hate asking for money. So it was one of those things where I was like, <laughs> can you help me out with pulling my shirt collar every time I post it on Facebook? And it was literally within like a month, almost to the day, uh, $1,100 was raised. And actually, you funded a little bit too, Andrew. So I wanted to say thank you on the show. That was a huge help. Well, you are most welcome. And, but it was exciting for me too to see that come together because sometimes when you, when you feel like you're raising money for something, it seems to like take forever. But it kind of shows how God's timing is perfect because you didn't have forever. Right. To raise this money. It wasn't like you decided a year beforehand, hey, over the next year I'm going to raise the money for this trip. You literally had the five weeks to do it, and but it came together and it was really exciting to be a part of that. Um, so, um, Chad, uh, before I go any further, do you have any questions for Adam? No, I didn't bring him back any coffee. No coffee. No coffee. Questions about the topic <laughs> at hand. I should, I should clarify. Uh, uh, I like coffee, though. <laughs> uh, next time I remember Wait that. a minute. Okay, we'll stick to it. Okay. okay. Do they make coffee? <laughs> you know what? They do. It's incredible. They have a killer Starbucks in the airport. No, they have actual coffee bean trees and such. That's, uh, it's actually like little red berries on trees. It doesn't look like coffee beans at all. It doesn't smell like coffee. But it's like once you like whittle that down, it's really interesting. So they have like chocolate beans or cocoa beans and then uh, coffee beans too. So 
did you pick one and taste it? <laughs> well, there was the whole you don't know where that's been thing that came into play and uh, you don't know if there's anything on there that might be poisonous or such. Or so. it'll slide right through. Exactly. <laughs> So I just stuck with rice and beans. Okay. I wanted to, right, I wanted to play right, it safe. So yes, if you ever go down to Guatemala, don't eat any berries off the trees. <laughs> All right. Is there a particular – I know you said you did a lot of stuff and the week went fast and it probably felt like a couple of days like you said. But is there any stories that stick out that you'd like to share with us? There was one especially. Uh, the first three days we were down there, we were broken up into teams and each team had a family that they were building a house for. And you also got to talk to them a little bit and just you know get to know the family as people for who they are. And when we were there day two, we had a member on our team that was not feeling very good. And he was the only one that spoke Spanish. So he was our translator. So there were times where he had to go up back to the base and rest. And we just kind of were like <laughs> looking at each other and trying to go through three words of Spanish on our own to communicate with the family. And uh, one time before that guy went back to the base to rest, he had mentioned to the family – that he just wasn't feeling very good. And you have to picture in your mind that this family is living in a stick and mud built house with a very uh, unstable roof and the floor is dirt and they have a very old looking cot that's dirty and, and the springs are broken. So when he mentioned to the family, I'm not feeling very good. The wife had offered, Oh, would you want to lay down in our bed? And it was just overwhelming that they had so little yet they were willing to give so much and all that they had. And it was just absolutely incredible down, down there. I think that was the biggest impact was even though in so many ways they don't have much, in so many other ways in their kindness and how family is first and people are first, they have so much. I, I, I have some personal experience with that because I have experienced people being generous with me that I know don't have very much. Mm. But they, they felt compelled uh, to give. And God and I believe God blessed them for that. And actually, that's kind of the way I have tried to live my life as well. Because you know, a lot of times we like to say, "Well, if I had so much, if I had this much more money, then I'd be a giver." Yeah. But God really convicted me a couple of years ago that if if I don't give to Him now, or if I don't give for Him now, or and to His causes now, why would I give when I have a couple more zeros in my paycheck? Yeah. The reality is I wouldn't. So I have to get in the practice of it now so that whatever the amount of money I have, you know, I can I can honestly say that I have been a cheerful giver. It was so exciting uh like a year year or so ago David Carr of the of the Oakland Raiders had signed what was at the time the largest contract in NFL history. And they asked him what he was going to do with it. And he said, well, the first thing I'm going to do is um, give my my tithe to my church. And then I'll buy my wife something nice even though she doesn't want anything. <laughs> and then I'll find other causes to give to. And he said, it's because I've always given that way even when I was a college student on a stipend. You know, because he built those those habits in. So – whether he was a millionaire or whether he was just scraping together a few dimes, he still had the same outlook on giving. So mm -hmm. I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. And that just reminded me of that as you were talking about it. Um, so can you talk – as we kind of wrap this up, uh, can you talk about maybe like 
one of the biggest lessons or whatever that, that sticks out from your trip? What did you come away from it? What made you a better person for having been on that trip? Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, boy, I could do two shows on that question alone probably. Well, half a show is fine. Yeah, right. This is pretty short. So. <laughs> um, I would say it was it was a combination of two things. It was A, um, as always, you hear this from other people that go on trips, that you realize what you have and you appreciate so much more what you have too. I mean – Clean water, being able to brush your teeth and not get violently ill for three days. I mean, these are things that we don't think about because we're so blessed. So the little things, you know, if there's a chip in the corner, I love you chip in the corner now of my drywall because <laughs> <laughs> it's drywall. You know, it's just your, your mind totally resets itself from, from realizing what God has given you. Uh, secondly, there was a really cool opportunity where when that one guy was – communicating to the family in Spanish for us. We were able to ask questions and talk back and forth. We got to hear that the husband had been in the army and that he – they have five kids who were grown and then moved out. Uh, one son was here in New Jersey doing like construction work. So he would come to the States for more opportunities and uh, they had lost a child. So they actually adopted a two-year-old that was there with us because they were raising him in, in their home. And I think the biggest thing I learned with all of that is that – those people have value. I feel like sometimes they're looked at like people in very third world countries as just kind of throwaways and that sounds awful. But each person has a story. They have a gift to share and you realize that you know nobody is above or below regardless of what you have or what you don't have. Everyone's at the same – they're at the same level because God created us that way and they have such value. And we, we do get pigeonholed into our corner of the world and thinking that that's the only way it works. Yeah. So I – I still would like to do a, a an overseas mission trip. That's one thing I've never done so far, and I would definitely like to do that. I know it would be life changing, um, but just hearing these stories, oh, it always humbles me and reminds me of of what I have because we tend to focus on the things that we want that we don't have. Yeah. Instead of being like, "Hey, I have way more than so many other people," and and God has blessed me so much. So I really appreciate you. Um, taking the time to share. Uh, so um, one final question that I have is, do you have any advice for people who are seeking the Lord about mission trips that he might want them to go on? What was that process like for you and, and any advice that you might give our listeners? You know, for me, when the offer came up, it was actually a couple people that work at Paradise Bound, but they work here in the JQ building. So we talk every weekday we're here. And they were like, oh, Adam, you should come with, you should come with. Because I hadn't been seven years when I was there last. The orphanage wasn't even done. Now it's fully furnished and, and done. And there's five children staying down there, beautiful children. And I remember thinking in my mind when I got the offer, like, well, I got some things coming up. There's some things I want to save up for. Da, 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 da. Little do you know that I've been talking to Dan Smith the past few years. And I was saying every year, oh, yeah, I got to get down again. I'd love to get down again. But every time there was something in the way of some plans or some financial. And so now God financial... wasn't giving you an out. Yes. And it hit me finally that I was like, you know what? There's always going to be another thing. I have to say yes to making the time. And I did. And the doors open. So, you know, I think you have to really feel called to go on a mission trip. If, if, if you want to go just because, oh, I just want to get the experiences. I mean, that's cool. But you really want it to be a calling to go. Like God wants me here. But if you are in a state where it's like, well, I don't know if I'll have the money or eh, it's just a little too busy, I would I would challenge you to say yes to going anyways and just see how God uses it. That That is definitely 
um, true because like you said, if God has a plan, he will work it out. Mm -hmm. I remember a few years ago when I took a trip to Nashville, um, I, I had no idea where I was going to come up with the funds for that. I wasn't even working at the time and I just put it before God and said, God, um, Hey, I want to take this trip to Nashville. I want to honor you with it. Um, Please provide the funds that you have for me. And I had people, I had the whole, it was a very similar story to yours. I I started planning it in April and I went in June and I had it fully funded by the time I went. Wow. I raised like, like $3,000, I think. That's awesome. Two or $3,000 just in that brief time because... Because it was God's plan. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Sometimes it's not God's plan to to prosper us that quickly. And so, like, you know, I, I sometimes think about this when I make my car payment every month. He always provides more than enough to make extra payment on the car. So I'm always going over the minimum payment, which is awesome. But part of me is like, God, why don't you just give me the whole amount now? Right. Drop it out of the sky. <laughs> give it to me so that I can get it paid off. And... But then I have to sit back and realize, you know, he is letting you pay off extra every month. He is providing that. So be thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And, and he has. I mean, I, I've paid off, you know, over $20,000 in less than two years. So that's pretty awesome. And we're getting really close. So I, I'm excited to see that the Lord has provided. And I don't often ask for donations on the podcast. But if you are so inclined... You can go to my website, speakingforhim.com, and there is a PayPal link where you can put a donation, and you can know that that will go. That's what it will go towards, because that's my primary goal right now financially is to pay that off, so that that money is freed up for other things. And that's all I will say about that. But the Lord has been faithful, and I think that's the most exciting thing about having you in here to talk about your trip today is just to see how the Lord has worked. Because I remember when you mentioned that, I was like, man, that's a lot of money to to raise in that short amount of time. And it just, it went relatively quickly. So it it was was really a blessing for you, I'm sure. And like you said, you probably could uh, do a couple more shows about all that you experienced. But um, thank you for being with us and for sharing that story with us. We're very, I'm very excited to share it with my listeners. And interestingly enough, um, do you know what the what the website is for Paradise Bound? I believe it's paradisebound.org. All right. Um that I mean that that sounds correct. But just in case, <laughs> if you if you Google Paradise Bound, you will find it. Um and so make sure that you check that out. I will try to have a link on the blog post about Paradise Bound so that you can possibly donate or get more get a, uh, more involved in that ministry because I think it's really cool that that JQ has basically been involved with Paradise Bound from the beginning and kind of taking it on as their project and I know the lift set has been a tremendous success every year even though Troy is crazy <laughs> but um <laughs> oh and there's stories so. too of his lift sets but <laughs> once again for another show and by the way, Troy, I'm just this is totally unrelated to missions, but I'm just gonna say, Troy, we feel your pain. Michigan got spanked by Villanova <laughs> in the <laughs> national championship. Oh boy. So after Kansas took it, Michigan learned what you went through. So I just wanted to say 
I feel your pain. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chad says hi. That's right. Chad won the JQ uh, pool for uh, March Madness for the year 2018. (laughs) So he's... He's running pretty hot. Yeah, he's uh, he's doing all I've right. I've never won anything. Speech, <laughs> <laughs> speech. I'm just kidding. No. All right. Well, before we get too off, the I was rails, about to make one. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, would you like mm. to share a speech? Uh, no, too late now. Want me to play the music okay. for you, like at the awards when you got to go off the stage? Do you have that? <laughs> I, I wish. Because that would be fun. Next speech. Next speech, I'll have it for you. Okay. Or you'll have it for you. We're both producers, you know. <laughs> Either way, we'll figure it out. That's right. But anyway, uh, you are still listening to the Speaking for Him podcast, and, and we are very grateful that Adam was here to talk about his mission trip, and uh, I'm sure we will um, talk more throughout the spring and summer as we continue to be in the studio together. I'm very blessed to have these two guys working with me and the best is yet to come with the speaking for him podcast. So just excited about what's, what's to come. 300 is not that far away guys. We have to get our heads together and come up with some epic stuff for that show. (laughs) Should I ring it 300 times in celebration? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That could be the whole podcast. Just Just ring bell 300. You get a 280. I have to hand it over to you guys. I'm I'm thinking, seriously speaking, I'm thinking about doing, Top fives in in the different categories that we that we do shows because we do shows for master arts we do shows for um for book club we do shows for movie reviews so I'm thinking about doing some top fives Ooh. as far as those are concerned that will take some work so I probably should get started <laughs> right about now it's a lot of bell rings but we'll see how that goes and we'll see what other fun stuff we can come up with. But we will let you go now and uh, say to, um, to have a great weekend and keep serving the best masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 